Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United and football. I'm your host Matthew and today I'm going to be talking about Manchester United's 4-1 win in the Champions League against Istanbul, the Turkish Champions League team. Uh, Good result today, much, much, much better. Uh, Boy, do I have a lot of things to say today. (laughs) Uh, Good result, convincing performance. Um, I don't even know where I want to start, I just sort of... I just sort of, well not really ran in here, I sort of rushed in here and just hit record because I was so uh, looking forward to getting started. Um, Good performance today. Um, Look, here's the thing. Everyone on Man, all Man United fans on social media today or tonight, uh, at least most of them are going to be going on social media and being like, oh look how good that was, you know, excellent, excellent, great, you know, Ollie in and all this sort of stuff. We won very, very well. We really did. 4-1's great. We played really, really well, at least in the first 25 minutes. Played alright in the rest of the game. Uh, there was some good intent shown from the players. I think there was a lot of good energy. Do you know why that happened? It wasn't because of tactics. It wasn't because of tactics. What happened today, and this is just my opinion. I'm not I'm not making this trying to sound like a fact. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer picked one of the best teams that he's picked in the entire time that he's been manager today. And do you know what else he did? Do you remember what I said in the last episode? Uh, I don't know, you might have not, you might be new here to Entertainment Talk, I don't know. I specifically said, and I've been saying this for months, ever since Donny van der Beek joined the club. I want to see a midfield three of Fred, van der Beek, or van der Beek, uh, and Bruno Fernandes. He picked it tonight. That's the first time he's ever picked those three midfield players. Um, whether it's for starting or for finishing the game, I don't think that those three midfield players have been on the pitch at the same time. I don't think that they have anyway. And we won. I think one of the reasons that we won wasn't because of tactics or uh, tactical masterclasses or tactical choices or managerial excellence. I think that he picked a very, very good group of players and they went out and they did their job. Now that's very, very good. Um, does this mean that I'm Oli in? Does this mean I want him to stay? Does this mean I think that we're going to win something this season? No, because one of the problems... Well, we might go on and win something. Uh, you know, but we, we, don't, we really don't know yet. Um, but the problem is, if you look at this result... And go, okay, well, yeah, we won 4-1. Oli's brilliant. Oli's the best. All this and all that. And then if we lose or draw to Southampton, I believe it's on Sunday, I think that that game is. It'll be, oh, Oli out, you know, he's a clown, whatever else. Now, I don't think Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is a clown. I've never said that on a podcast. You can go and you can go back through the episodes and listen if you want to. I've never said that Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is a clown. But I don't think that he's good enough because of his inconsistency. Uh, now, we have won the last two games, of course, West Brom and Istanbul. West Brom that we beat just because of a penalty. But Ollie's biggest problem has been his inconsistency. So if we go to Southampton and he changes the team for some reason, there's no excuses for him to change the team, at least the core part of it. I know Wan-Bissaka picked up an injury today or a bit of an injury. Uh, Cavani probably won't play another 90 minutes. That's fine, fair enough. Um, but if we go to Southampton on Sunday and he changes the team, he changes the midfield, he changes the defence a little bit, and we get a draw or we lose, that will be on Ollie. And that is the inconsistency that I'm talking about. If he can cut that out and he can actually realise 
the good players on his team, which he did today. You know, Cavani started, Cavani played great. And for the first time since he signed, Donny van der Beek actually played 90 minutes. Good stuff from Oli. That's good. Um, you've got to play Donny van der Beek again for 90 minutes on Sunday. Potentially again, whoever we've got the week after. I haven't looked it up. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you look at this. I'm looking at the starting eleven. Now, the two centre-backs aside, which I've had problems with for months, that's not a new thing, I'm not being inconsistent about my opinion. I've said that Maguire and Lindelof don't work together as a centre-back pairing. I've been consistent about that. I've said that every time that, I've said that every single time that they've played, and I don't think that they were good again today. I really don't. But you look at De Gea, played really, really well today. Bit, bit of a weird thing with the whole save, him saving the ball, but it was behind the goal. I'll talk about that when we talk about the actual goals. Wan-Bissaka has been great. The skip over Lindelof and Maguire. Tellers, I think, has been brilliant. I really, really like Alex Tellers. Donny van der Beek, finally getting 90 minutes. Played really, really well. He's such a good player. Fred, I thought, I thought Fred, that's a difficult thing to say. I thought that Fred was phenomenal today. I thought van der Beek was phenomenal. Rashford, on the right, out of position. Still played pretty well. Is he a future right winger? I think it's too early to say that. Bruno Fernandes, our best player. Two goals today. Played really, really well. Martial... Bit of an odd game again, but definitely better than what he did against West Brom. Cavani had a bit of a quiet game, quieter game, but still played really, really well. Apart from the two defenders, which I have issues with, um, Lindelof and Maguire, the core team there, Fred, Van der Beek, Fernandez, Cavani, Martial, Rashford, pretty much all played really, really well. And as I said at the start of this episode, he simply picked a very, very good team, realised what he has... On his team. And picked them. They went out there and they did their job. It's pretty much as simple as that. I don't think that this is any sort of. Tactical masterclass. Now I don't know if I've been very very negative. Throughout this podcast or whatever. I can't really sort of tell so far. Um, Like I said really good win. I thought the performance was a lot better today. Not for the entire 90 minutes. There were, there were parts in the game where we sort of felt. Fell a bit flat but. Ultimately, 4-1 is a much, much more convincing win than 1-0 through a penalty against West Brom. 4-1 against an established Turkish team, Istanbul, uh, who are much better than West Brom, uh, is a much, much better result. And, you know, we scored four goals. They were really, really good. That's great. But um, I just don't think that you can turn around and say that this is like a tactical masterclass for Molly. Because the thing is, as soon as you start to think that, and like, oh, is Ollie the right man for the job? Is he going to take us to titles and all that sort of thing? Then he'll go and lose or draw to somebody and he'll be like, oh, get this get this guy out of the club. He's useless and all that. Um, I still do think that somebody else needs to come in and manage this team. Because I don't think that managerial-wise or managerial sort of tactics that Ollie is the right man. I just don't. Um, I think I might have said this before, I'm not really sure. I think if you bring in Pochettino, which I know is a very cliche thing to say, move Solskjaer to a coaching role. I think, I mean, Solskjaer was in the greatest Man United team of all time. The, you know, 99 winning treble team, uh, the Beckhams, the Skulls, Giggs, Keens, and all all those sorts of players. Uh, Schmeichel, Gary Neville, all all those uh, sorts of players. Um... It's not like he doesn't not know anything about football. He knows plenty about football. He scored the winning goal that won us a treble. I'm not saying that he's useless. I just think that he needs to maybe uh, be a coach for the team instead of be the manager and then let somebody else make the managerial tactical decisions. Uh, He's still also got the problem that he does not... I think he did it maybe at the end of this game. 
he's got such a big problem with coming out on the touchline and shouting at his players. Um, even for the goals, I mean, I know that managers do sit in the stands, you know, some of the time. Um, but Ollie sits in the stands an awful lot, and uh, yeah, even for the goals, he's sort of doing these little celebrations and stuff. So Alex Ferguson would have been running out there and shouting and. You know, whatever, um, that sort of thing. Not just Alex Ferguson, but other managers as well. Who celebrate goals a bit more and shout more at their players, that sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm very, very happy with, with tonight overall. I think that we played a lot better. I'm really glad to finally see the midfield that I wanted to see. Van der Beek, Fred and uh, Bruno. Uh, of course, Bruno's pretty much a guaranteed starter. Fred's been in the team a lot more, and it was just it was just really nice to see Donny Van der Beek get uh, ninety minutes today. I think that's great. Uh, he needs to get ninety minutes for about the next four or five games at least because there's so many good things about um, Donny Van der Beek, and it's just it's for Ollie. It's the case of realizing. I, I said earlier in the podcast, realizing what he has. He needs to realize what Van der Beek has got to offer. And he can't do it if he's sitting on the bench, can he? You know? So, uh, yeah, there's that as well. Uh, the goals... Um, I'm trying to remember them, actually. There were so many. Yeah, the first one, of course, uh, Bruno Fernandes. Phenomenal hit from the edge of the box. Um, just you know, I, I always knew that Bruno was kind of capable of those types of shots. You could always just kind of tell. He scored a couple of outside-the-box kind of goals and that sort of thing. Those have been good goals, but... This is his best goal for Manchester United, and uh, it's just a screamer, and it was it was brilliant. So um, yeah, love love the first goal. Uh, cross from somebody from the corner got headed out, got uh, played to um, Bruno Fernandez. Brilliant, brilliant goal. I just I don't understand any of the criticism that Bruno gets because um, I'll still stick by this statement. If we never got Bruno Fernandez in January, and we didn't get him in the summer, like the summer of this year, or whatever. Um, we would not only not have Champions League football, I think we'd be in the relegation zone. Because we're not actually that far off of it, points-wise. Um, he's such a vital cog to this team. And you just you can just see how much he makes it click. And it's clear that he needs to be the captain as well. So, brilliant, brilliant goal from Bruno. Really, really happy with that. Uh, the second goal was a little bit confused on. Um, oddly, because uh, Teller's crossed it in. Teller's had another great game, by the way. Really, really like him. Uh, Tellez had another great game, crossed it in, I think the cross was meant for Cavani, which you've got to put the crosses in a bit lower um, for Cavani, he's slightly shorter I guess, or maybe the crosses are a bit too high, there was a few instances in this game where uh, players were trying to cross it through to Cavani, uh, which is a good idea, but uh, you've got to get the ball a little bit lower, because as good as Cavani is... If the ball's completely above his head, there's nothing he can do. Same with any player, really. You know, if if you can't touch the ball, then you can't do anything with it. Pretty much as simple as that. Um, goalkeeper kind of palmed it out, and then Bruno tapped it away. I'll be honest, I didn't realise it was a goal at first. The ball was, like, a little bit small, uh, on just, like, on the screen. Sometimes the ball, when it's among a few players, can get a little bit lost. Um... And then I just saw Bruno sort of walking off and celebrating. I was like, oh, he scored. And then uh, realised what happened in the replay. So I sort of initially actually missed it. But, uh, yeah, good goal from him nonetheless. I thought that was uh, that was pretty good. And in the third goal, of course, uh, that was the penalty, wasn't it, from Rashford. Uh, run through on goal. Got kind of shoulder barged and, and fouled. Look, it's a contact sport. You can barge people, but you can't shove them onto the floor. So uh, I thought that that was a penalty. Uh, well put away by uh, Rashford. 
thought Bruno should potentially have taken it, but Rashford puts it away, non- away nonetheless, and uh, there's no problem there. Uh, not too much to talk about really with the with the third goal. Um, then the fourth goal, Dan James um, makes the run. Greenwood crosses it in or passes it across the the face of the goal, and Dan James puts it away. I cannot, for the life of me, understand the criticism that Dan James gets. I'm just gonna put that out there. I cannot understand the criticism that Dan Dan James gets. He is not a first team player for Manchester United at the moment. Those slots have been filled by other players. Uh, I really like Dan James. I think he's got a heck of a potential for the future. Um, I don't think he did. I mean, he did one thing wrong in this game where he, I think, he ran towards like three players and tried to take them on. That wasn't great, but he lost the ball once when he came on. Um, scored a good goal, made a couple of good passes here and there. I just do not understand the hate for Dan James whatsoever. Uh, I think he's a young player with a lot of potential. If he can learn a bit more, get his football IQ up a little bit, make some of those smarter decisions. Um, see, here's the thing about Dan James is you've got to use him in, in certain circumstances and you've got to play to his strengths. There's no good playing. Dan James is someone that he can get past the player but he's a sort of player where okay if there's space Dan James can run into it get the ball and do something with it if you're play if you're passing the ball to Dan James and expecting him to like beat the right back or beat the left back depending on what side he's on he's not really the sort of player that's going to do that like he can do that but he's better if like okay there's a bit of space Dan will find it, you know, presumably Bruno or somebody else will pass it through to him and he'll run into that space because his biggest strength is his pace. Um, and with the with his goal at the end here, you know, he finds a bit of space, um, runs into it and everything. Greenwood passes it across and uh, puts it in. So uh, I thought that was good. Yeah, really, really good for Dan to, uh, to get a goal. He scored a screamer, by the way, against... Um, was it? F- I think it was Finland when they had the internationals recently. And uh, he played for Wales. Scored a absolute screamer of a goal. I thought it was brilliant. Um, so yeah, I think it's far too early to dismiss Dan James and to say like, look, we got to get rid of him and stuff. Uh, I mean, you all know my thoughts on Lingard. And if we're going to get rid of any of our wingers, uh, it's got to be him before before uh, Dan James. It just it's got to. So, uh, by the way, Lingard, you know, you've probably noticed I've not mentioned him for a good few episodes because he's not been playing. There's no space for him in this team. Uh, Dan James has sort of snuck in here and there, you know, he is an impact sub at the moment, and uh, that's not a bad thing, impact subs can be really good, Javier Hernandez, one of my favourite Manchester United players, who was wrongfully sold, great impact player, used to come on in the 80th or 70th minute, used to nick a goal, and it worked, Um, so I thought that was uh, really, really good as well. So yeah, he came on and scored. Um, but yeah, Lingard, I have heard that he is self-isolating for two weeks. He came into contact with somebody with corona. I'm not going to criticise him. I don't know the full story or whatever the case may be. Uh, but I wish him well anyway. So I might not think he's a very good footballer, but I don't wish him harm. You know, that's, that's that would just be a bit silly. Uh, you know, I don't want him to play for my football club anymore that I support. Because I don't think he's good enough, but... I'm not going to wish him to die or something, you know, that would just be a bit silly. Uh, but I wish him well, hopefully he recovers soon and um, can go from there. So, but, yeah, the the thing is, I suppose, at the moment, if Donny van der Beek can barely get in this team, how is Jesse Lingard supposed to get in this team? It is really as simple as that, you know. So, uh, there we go. But uh, And then they, of course, scored the goal. Bit of a weird sort of situation. De Gea does save it, but it's behind the line, so... 
he just didn't quite sort of get to it uh but that is what it is so um I don't know, but uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to getting onto the player ratings, where I, where I will be including some of the subs, and uh, some particular scores, uh, so we'll see for all that in a second. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link, that's where you can shop on Amazon, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra, so whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show alright recently on entertainment talk what have we got for you here we did a gaming talk episode today let me just find that Uh, random gaming talk this week we talked about cyberpunk 2077 some new information for it and uh, retail copies have started leaking and um, the game has got the option for to uh, switch off nudity and that sort of thing so we talked about censoring in video games and how we feel about that and everything so we talked about a bunch of that sort of stuff we also talked quite a lot about different um copyright strikes for youtubers and twitch streamers and uh um some different advice perhaps that uh that a developer or somebody else um sort of put out there in terms of muting game audio and that sort of thing uh i also gave my impressions for watchdogs legion so if you want to know what i think about watchdogs legion the new ubisoft game uh you can listen to this week's episode for all of that and a bunch more stuff as well for this week's gaming talk uh walking dead um fear the walking dead story sorry has uh concluded for its mid-season finale season six episode seven it will be back at some point in 2021 for its remaining nine episodes but i gave my uh critical thoughts you could say on uh the first half of season six of fear the walking dead so you can check that out if you want to uh walking dead will be on by the way we're going to be talking about tomorrow night uh sorry tomorrow afternoon um so uh that will be our thoughts for season one episode eight for world beyond have a look out for that tomorrow Let's Play Sundays 62 for Fall Guys, that's the co-op one that I did with Robert. Uh, let me scroll down a bit here. Uh, United Cast, of course, talking about the West Brom win. 
Um, did a couple of other podcasts recently. Four reasons to be excited for the upcoming HBO adapted series for The Last of Us. So The Last of Us, of course, the Naughty Dog video game, is going to be getting a HBO TV series adaption. It's officially been greenlit and ordered to series. Uh, Ellie and Joel, the roles of those main characters have not been cast yet but i talked about four reasons four very big reasons to be excited for the upcoming hbo tv series uh, analyzing television i talked about disney plus's weird reboot strategy disney plus is planning a lot of reboots in the future and i talked about my thoughts and feelings on that and uh it's a little bit strange so um yeah, talked about that as well. Uh, did a podcast talking about how The Last of Us Part 2 and Crash Bandicoot 4 kind of helped me. And how much I love those games and that sort of thing. Uh, there's no spoilers for either game, in that, either game in that podcast. So you can listen to that if you want to. And then analysing television episode 4. Talking about season and episode lengths as well. Uh, what's the right length for a season? What's a good length for an episode? How does that kind of fit together? Etc, etc as well. So, um... So yeah, I talked about all of that, uh, you know, how, how long should a season be, how long should an episode be, what fits with what, what doesn't, etc. And I talked about all that, so that's what we've been doing at the moment on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's get into player ratings, this is going to be quite interesting. David De Gea, I'm going to give a 9-2, I would have given him a 10, but of course he let in a goal. I thought it was great, made a couple of really good saves today, uh, looked very sharp, apart from the just weird situation with the free kick. Uh, but other than that, I thought David De Gea was very, very good, I'm going to give him a 9. Uh, back in some really good form as of late, I don't know if some of you have noticed the ratings I've been giving him, and he's just been playing a lot better lately, and uh, it's great to see, because there was, you know, doubts about him... And uh, the future of where he could kind of be and, you know, where his head's at, that sort of thing. Uh, of course, extended his contract, I believe, last season. Um, but, yeah, he looks he looks to be back in, back to his best. Or at least mostly back to his best, which is good. Uh, Wan-Bissaka, um, thought he had a good game today. Uh, he's not one of our defensive problems. I'll get onto those in a minute. Uh, I'll give Wan-Bissaka a 7. I thought he was pretty good today. Um... Yeah, just, just overall had a pretty good game. Don't have too much to add to that necessarily. Uh, Lindelof and Maguire. Um, this is always where we, we go down a step a little bit. They're not a good defensive pairing. They don't work. They never really have. Um, they did a couple of good things in this game. But I'm going to give Lindelof a 4. And I'm going to give Maguire a... I was going to go with a 3. But I might go a little bit lower. <laughs> I'll go with a 2.5. I'm really fed up with Maguire. I'm really, really fed up with Maguire. He looks scared all the time. He looks nervous. He's rubbish in the air. And it's supposed to be his best quality. And I'm sorry, but like, with a footballer, when you look at their best quality, which for Maguire is supposed to be his aerial ability, he's terrible in the air. He's absolutely terrible in the air. He had a point-blank range header in this game. He missed. It went over the bar. I don't know if some of you know, or if some of you have seen an 11-a-side goal. Those things are bloody massive. And I know I'm on a bit more on the short side. So, obviously, the goal might look a little bit bigger to somebody like me. But when you're a professional footballer, you're the captain of Manchester United, and you cost £80 million, and your, your big... Uh, skill let's call it that is supposed to be your aerial ability you've got to score more headers and win more defensively and he just doesn't do it he's terrible with crosses he doesn't mark properly he always looks scared 
He clears the ball well every now and again. Um, you know what? I'm giving him a two. I'm I'm just I'm really really fed up with him. And I know a lot of Man United fans have asked this question: Why is he our captain? What is it about Harry Maguire that Ollie's gone and looked at and said, like, yes, that man is my captain? I ju- it doesn't make any sense. Bruno is clear and far away supposed to be the team's captain, uh, Bruno Fernandes. But um, he's just kept sticking with Maguire over and over and over again. And it's, it's getting really tiring. I'm, I'm really getting fed up with Maguire. So, yeah, I'm going to give him a two. Alex Tellers, uh, I'm going to give a 9 to. I thought he was brilliant again. Some good intent with his crosses. Not all of them quite worked as well as was, as well as uh, what it did in West, the West Brom game. Attacks really well. Looks energetic. Looks like he wants to be there. Really good passing. Good tackling. Just uh, overall a really good game. So I'm going to give him an 8. Donny van der Beek finally got his first 90 minutes for the club. I'm going to give him a 10. I thought he was brilliant. Uh, he's not my man of the match. I'll get into my man of the match. Uh, in a few minutes, but uh, or in a couple of minutes or whatever, but um, yeah, Donny van der Beek finally getting his 90 minutes, well deserved, because what has Donny van der Beek done wrong? Nothing, absolutely nothing, so uh, yeah, van der Beek, uh, gonna give him a 10, I thought he was absolutely brilliant tonight, and uh, yeah, just, just looks like a, just such a good player, and it's, it's about time for Oli to realise that. And uh, I hope he gets another 90 minutes against Southampton. I really, really do. So uh, let's hope that that happens. Fred, I'm going to give a 10 to as well. I still think he's our best centre midfielder slash centre defensive midfielder. You know, one of the one of the two holding players that we use. I think he's always the best option to put in there. And I think Donny should keep joining him in that position. Really, really enjoyed seeing what I finally wanted to see tonight. Which, which, which was to see Donny, Fred... And Bruno all in the same team. Um, I'm really looking forward to that partnership in the future. I think it looks brilliant. Because um, you've got just different things in there. Like um, you've got the attacking sense from Bruno. And from Donny. Fred will get stuck in win passes and pass the ball. Donny's got the intelligence to pass it forward. And then Bruno's got the intelligence to make to make chances. So with all three of them. But they all share really good things together as well. So um yeah, I really enjoyed watching Fred play tonight. I thought that was great. Going to give him a 10. Rashford did get a goal from the penalty. I'll give him an 8. He looked a little bit off in certain circumstances. Maybe should have scored one or two more goals. Uh, did score the offside goal, of course. That was a bit unlucky. But I still think that Rashford had a very good game tonight. Uh, just not quite as good as, as certain other players in this match. But um, yeah, still in very much enjoyed. Uh, watching Rashford play tonight, he uh, he did very very well. Bruno Fernandes, my man of the match, ten out of ten. Two goals, two very very good goals. One just screamer, which was brilliant. It's always great to see a player score a screamer, isn't it? Just just to absolutely whack one in from the edge of the box, uh, it was brilliant. I was I was kind of stunned by it to be honest. <laughs> Didn't quite expect it necessarily. Uh, not because it was Bruno or whatever. Just you you don't always expect those shots to go in. And uh, I, I'm, I'm usually, but I don't know. I don't think I've said this on the podcast before. Usually, I'll, I'll watch the full game, of course, and then I'll go and watch the, just like the, the two or three minute highlights later, just to see the goals again and that sort of thing. Whether we lose or win, because the Tottenham highlights, the six one, I'll watch those back as well. Uh, not the entire game because you're going to be watching several minutes of just passing, but I do like to go back and watch the highlights. So when I'm going to do like that, that uh, a bit later tonight, I, uh, I look forward to seeing Bruno's goal again. 
particularly special. Martial um, was used in on the left wing, and it was better because I don't think he's a striker. I um, what was I going to say? Yeah, want to not really see Martial as a striker. I want to see him more as a winger. He clearly is one. Um, just yeah, he's a, I don't know. He's a bit of a difficult player to rate in this game. He did all right. Did better than the um, West Brom game on Sunday or on Saturday. What day was that on? That was Saturday night, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't know. What should I give Martial in this game? I'll give him a 7. He was fine. He didn't do anything particularly special. Nothing particularly bad. So I'm going to give Martial a 7. Cavani, I think I'm going to give the same score. Um, I'll give him an 8. I'll give him a little bit higher. I thought he got involved really well. Still didn't really have like a clear-cut chance per se. Um, I'm looking forward to him getting one of them because we saw what he can do with them when Bruno passed to him against Everton, he scores them. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of that and just looking forward to seeing more of Cavani. Uh, let's get on to the subs as well. Uh, of course we saw it through them. Greenwood, Greenwood was, was a bit too greedy uh, for me in this game. Yeah, Greenwood was a bit too greedy for me in this game. Uh, did set up the assist for Dan James to score which was good. I'm going to give Greenwood a 6.5. Possibly a little bit lower. I was edging towards a 7. But um, he's... See, the thing... I, I think I've recognised his problem. Greenwood's problem. He's a great player. Young prospect. Great player. He scored a lot of really good goals. I don't think he's a right winger. I really, really don't. Uh, I don't think that's some sort of revelation either. I've won, I've said this before, I think, on a few podcasts in the past. I want to see him play at number 9. I want to see him compete with Martial and Greenwood. Sorry, not Greenwood. That's himself. Uh, Greenwood and Martial for the uh, number 9 slot. He's just got this instinct for going for goal. And sometimes as a winger, you need to be a bit more aware of when you need to cross the ball. He did do that in this game and gave Dan James a goal. But he needed to do it a few more times in this game. And it's great, you know, he's got the hunger to score goals, that's really, really good, but sometimes you've just got to look up. Sometimes you've just got to look up, you've got to look for the player next to you, which in this instance was Cavani a few times, who's a deadly striker, and you've just got to lay that pass off. you just got to work on that a little bit more. I love Greenwood, I think he's a great player, I really, really like him, but he's just got to work on that aspect of his game a little bit. How does that happen? Him to play up front, I think. Uh, he can work on the wing, but just he doesn't really have that sort of assist mentality, per se. But I still think he played really well really well tonight. Dan James, uh, what did I give Greenwood? I think I gave him a 7, didn't I? I'm going to give Dan James... Now, some people are going to think I'm exaggerating. I'm going to give him a 9. Because he lost the ball once... Right, if 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 I'm to look at Dan James's game, okay. Um made a couple of really good passes here and there, had the intent to look for different opportunities, got himself a goal, had the instinct to go and look for himself for a goal. He was on the pitch for quite a while, lost the ball once, just once. I know it was a it was a pretty stupid thing, he ran into a crowd of three players. He's got the pace, he wants to use it, I guess. Lost the ball once since he was on. What else did he do wrong? Nothing. He did absolutely nothing else wrong. I th- I've, I see the criticism of him online. Of like, oh, he's this championship player. Go and send him back to Leeds. Who are, by the way, in the Premier League. Uh, go and send him back to the championship and all this and all that. 
what has he done wrong exactly? Can someone tell me what he's done wrong? I I would I would love to know. Um, like sure, he's I mean he's not his he's not the when we look at Dan James and we think okay, what can Dan James become? And he can potentially become maybe not on quite the same level, but a green um, Greenwood. Ryan Giggs type of sort of player. He is that type of player. Wants to just run at the attack and run at the attack. Run at the defence and get at them and you know cross the ball a few times, score some goals and whatever. Um in the entire time he's been here, which has been about a year and a half, because he joined last summer, in my eyes, in my opinion, he's not done a whole lot wrong. Um he could maybe have done with a little bit more game time, perhaps, but you know, the competition's a bit stiff if, you know, Donny van der Beek can barely get in this team. Um, but I, I just do not... I don't see this sort of... I'll get him back to the championship sort of play. I, I just don't... Re- I don't see that. I just don't. Uh, and if you disagree with me, that's totally fine. You're not right. You're not wrong. Uh, neither am I. It's just opinion. Um, but he came on in this game. Looked a bit sharper than what he has in the last few games for Manchester United. Uh, scored a good goal. You know... See, the thing is... Here's the thing as well. If that ball gets played to him, and he like misses, or he kicks the ball at the keeper, or like the ball goes past him and he doesn't, or like he miscontrols the ball or something like that, we'd all be moaning at him. We would. We'd all be moaning at him. But because he scored a point blank range goal, when everyone goes, and everyone, some people are going to look at that goal and go, "Oh, it was an easy goal." You'd be moaning at him if he missed that. If he missed that shot, it's just like the uh, Cavani goal against Everton. I saw some people saying, "Like, oh, you know, we need to get Haaland in and whatever," and he scored an easy goal. If players miss shots like that, we have a go at them. Because do you know when we did that on Sunday against West Brom, when Anthony Martial and Marcus Rashford missed point blank range shots? When you're a player who plays for Manchester United, you've got to put those shots away. And in this situation, Dan James did. And that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Is that that's the situation. Um, Martial missed one on Sunday. Rashford missed one on Sunday. Uh, Cavani scored one against Everton, which was a good shot. Because they might seem like simple goals. And they are. I'm not denying that. But if players, if any player, whether it's Rashford, Greenwood, um, Martial... uh, Rashford, James, Cavani, whoever it is, doesn't matter who it is, doesn't matter if it's David De Gea, well I suppose it would be different if it's David De Gea, if a player misses a chance like that, they get slaughtered, because I gave Martial stick on Sunday and I gave Rashford stick on Sunday when they miss a chance like that, but it's simple chances like that that a Premier League professional footballer needs to put away, and when they do, we're very very happy, so... Don't don't ever look at it as like oh they just scored a simple tap in because if they miss that we'll be on their backs and I know that that's the case because this happened so many times but uh, I just thought that I'd make a make a bit of a case for Dan James and uh, yes he's not the finished Dan James that we want him to be and he's what 23 still got plenty of years left could still do with some improvement definitely I'm not saying he's a perfect player just I do not understand the mass criticism that I see from him. It's just, it's a bit ridiculous. But let's move on from him. Um, oh yeah, Matic came on this game. <laughs> I forgot the Matic came on. I'm just looking through the subs. <clears throat> the next one after Dan James is Matic. Uh, I'll have to give him an average 5 because I can't tell you that I noticed him. Williams, same thing. Twans EB looked pretty good when he came on. I'll give him an average 6. I thought that he looked pretty good as well. Uh, those are the three players that just didn't particularly get in the game too much. Twanzibi did more than more than Matic and Williams did, um, but 
yeah, I can't say that I noticed uh, Matic and Williams particularly. So, uh, but that's just my thoughts on that. Um, so I don't want to seem like I've, you know, I'm a fanboy of Dan James or any of this sort of stuff. We've just got to notice when players get simple things right. Because when players get simple things wrong, we're on their back at them. And rightfully so, because we should get simple things right. So, anyway, uh, this might be the longest episode of the United cast. I don't really know. But, uh... That's my thoughts on the game. Lots of different thoughts and feelings, of course, like I've already expressed. Uh, if you would like to send in your opinions, uh, your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, what do you think of the whole simple chances sort of thing? Not just based on Dan James's goal, but just in general simple chances uh, and everything like that. Uh, let me know what you think. MatthewAdEntertainmentTalk.org Twitter eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Speaking of feedback, I've almost forgotten and I do apologise. I uh, had a little bit of a Twitter exchange. I do just want to give a shout out. Where is this guy's name? Uh, let me just scroll down a little bit. Sam Goodfield um, was talking to me. I already kind of replied to him a few times on, on Twitter. We were talking about Martial and how he's not sort of a uh, out-and-out striker, which I've talked about before. But I uh, just wanted to give a shout-out to Sam Goodfield, who I've been uh, having a bit of a conversation with on Twitter about Manchester United. Um, said he was debating whether or not to watch the game. I hope that you did, because it was... Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a it was a an eventful one certainly. Um, so yeah, and we also talked about you know Van, Van der Beek not really getting picked and Oli sort of not quite being good enough. All of which I agree on. So um, yeah, but if you want to get involved, like I said, if you want your opinions and stuff and uh, to get mentioned on the podcast or whatever the case may be, uh, Matthew at Entertainment Talk dot org, Twitter E Talk UK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, gosh, this really is a long episode. Um, yeah, if you like what you heard today and you want to hear more from Entertainment Talk, you can check out all of our content, entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, if you like what you've heard today, hopefully you do. Uh, you might disagree with me, but if you like what you've heard today, nonetheless, you can support Entertainment Talk. There's a few different options for getting involved. Patreon, of course. Uh, you can have a look at the $1 and $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast and review options. Word of mouth, please tell your friends and family. Um, or not just your friends and family, but people that you know that uh, want this sort of coverage or podcast, or just people in general, tell them about the website and the iTunes feed. That will really, really help us out. Word of mouth is uh, quite an effective way of helping our entertainment talk, so uh, please consider getting involved with that. Um, social media, you can essentially do the same thing, but through Facebook and Twitter, you know, sharing the links on Facebook and Twitter, different Facebook groups, or whatever it is that you're using these days. Uh, over on the TV and film news side of things, if you want your up-to-date, reliable TV and film news, David's got you covered over on Geektown, geektown.co.uk, and uh, Geektown Radio on uh, iTunes. If you have a look for Geektown, you should be able to find uh, all of the podcasts on there. There's a new episode available today, so go and get your uh, weekly TV and film news up-to-date and reliable. Uh, over on the Twitch side of things, Bex is streaming daily over on Twitch if you want to check out what she's doing over there. Lots of cool, fun stuff. Uh, Trista Bites, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, go and um, follow her over on Twitch. If you want to uh, watch me play video games over on Twitch, hoping to get back to it on Thursday. Um, if you want to watch me play different games on Twitch, eTalk UK over there, that's eTalk UK. Uh, if you want to see what I would do with the Manchester United team, which is by playing... Uh, Venderbake, Fred and Bruno Fernandes for the most part, you know, you've got to rotate your team every now and again, but eTalk UK on Twitch for all of that and different games as well and also look out for Let's Play Sundays um, 
Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you on Sunday or whatever else we do next. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.